All right. Thank you, worship team. Hey, do me a favor. If you got a seat next to you, maybe just lift a hand or let someone know. We got a bunch of people in the back looking for seats. I know you guys aren't about to sit on the floor. That would be extremely uncomfortable. So just let somebody know you got a seat next to you. That'd be good. Y'all look amazing tonight. Hey, will, uh, will you do me a favor? Just, just turn, turn to four people and tell them it's so good to see you. So good to see you. You got to get four. You got to lock eyes with four people. Four people. Hey, as we, uh, hello, as we, as we get going with tonight, I got a few things I want to let you know about so that you can uh, be aware of what's going on. First thing is uh, this coming Monday, if you serve here at C12, if you're a volunteer, you're on our leadership here at C12, we have a, uh, a cool night coming up it's called Team Night where we're just going to gather all of us together and talk about kind of vision for this year and, and leading the ministry and that kind of thing. So if you serve with us, uh, that's for you next Monday or this coming Monday. Uh, if you're interested in serving and being a part of our volunteer team, uh, we'd love for you to do that. You can email us at college at 12stone.com, really difficult, college at 12stone.com, and just say, hey, I'm interested, I would love to be a part of this, and uh, we'll get you plugged in. Um, also, I wanted to let you know about uh, next Thursday night, next Thursday night, I know you guys are getting into school and class and routine and all this kind of stuff, we'd love for you to make Thursday nights a part of that, and next Thursday night, uh, after the service, we're doing what we call an after party, and so we try and do this about once a month, and so... Uh, basically what we're doing is we're going to provide food and free food and ice cream for you guys. And so, uh, there tends to be, tends to be a lot of people that go out after service and go out to eat and that kind of thing. We just want to bring the food and the fun to you every so often. And so that's happening next Thursday night. A great opportunity for you to invite someone. Maybe they don't love Jesus, but they love pizza. Bring them and, uh, they'll have a good time. That was a joke. It was funnier in my head than, when, uh. And then, uh, and then lastly, I want to let you know that we have small groups getting ready to launch. Uh, all of 12 Stone, all of 12 Stone are launching small groups, and we're actually launching a week after. Uh, so we're launching on September 10th is the first night of our small groups. And so I want to encourage you guys to start praying through that and start thinking about how you can get involved in that manner. We'd love for you to join a group. We have guys groups and girls groups that meet in different areas on different nights. And so we're going to be launching those um, starting, you can get online this coming Sunday. Ours will be live this coming Sunday. And you, uh, there's an app, 12 Stone app. You can download that app and you can go find a group for you uh, through C12 on that app. Uh, but those will be coming up in the next few days. You'll see those coming online. And uh, we're getting really excited for small group season. So, hey, we've been doing uh, the past few weeks, been doing this cool stuff called On the Mic, giving you guys a chance to share with your peers about what's going on in your life. I believe that uh, you guys influencing one another is perhaps more powerful than a preacher getting up here and telling you stuff. And so I've been trying to give the mic to some of you and let y'all just speak about what God's doing in your life. And so we've had a bunch of great people come up here. I say a bunch. It's been like three. Um, we've had three people, or, or there's a team of people the first week. Anyways, uh, it's been incredible, and I've enjoyed it. So tonight we're going to end that, and I want to invite on the stage my friend, Lauren Britt. We y'all welcome Lauren to the stage? It's a long walk, and she's going very slow. Keep clapping, keep clapping. Come on, she's got a long ways. Yes, yes, you're here, you made it. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's okay. It's okay. Hello. You're on. You're going. You're going. Hey, uh, I want you guys to meet Lauren. Lauren's been uh, a friend of mine. She's been serving uh, here at C12 since I've been here. In fact, she was like one of the first people when they said, Austin, you're going to lead the college ministry. And they were like, here are a few people you should know. Lauren was one of them. And so Lauren's been serving alongside me, and I'm grateful for that. But I wanted you to hear a little bit of her story and uh, what God's been doing in her life over the past lots of years, lots of years actually. But first, Lauren, could tell us a little bit about, for people that don't know you uh, from Adam, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're at right now and that kind of thing. Cool? Cool. Hey. Um, I'm going to use both hands because I'm nervous. Um, so my name's Lauren. Uh, I, let's see, where do I start? How old are you? Okay, right now I'm 22. I go to GGC. I'm a senior. So what now? All right. Um, diving into the story. You're no, so you're a senior at GGC. Great. <laughs> I don't know how this goes. Great. <laughs> we'll just we'll go with it. Um, okay. Tell us where, where you grew up around here, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, my family, all the way back to my grandparents, have lived um, in Georgia, and specifically like around Lawrenceville, Lilburn, Grayson. Um, so I've lived in the same house my whole life. Um, never moved, never had to. Um, so, yeah. That's amazing. It Where'd is. you go to high school? Archer. Archer, anybody? Okay, I not so much. I would have gone to Greason. It's okay. Never it's mind. Right. And then lastly, where'd you get the sweet headband? I got this at the beach with my friend Bethany okay. over here. So, yeah. Not, a, not as cool of a story I was hoping for, but Like it's a mission great. trip? It's not yeah, a Yeah, I was hoping trip. for like Sorry. Africa or something awesome like that. No. I just went to the beach. Okay, Florida. Great. All right, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your story. kind of begins, as we were talking, it kind of begins when you're about eight years old. Tell us a little bit about what happened then and what kind of trans, uh, what happened after that. Okay, so it sounds kind of long, but we're going to make it short and sweet. Um, so my parents got divorced when I was eight. Um, I'm sure a lot of you in here have had that happen. If you have, I'm sorry it sucks, but we're all here. Um, so that happened. And that triggered a lot of, like, stuff within me that at eight years old I did not know how to communicate. Um, let's see. Where am I going from here? Yeah. Tell us, tell us what happened. Um, um, it's going to happen, I swear. No, you're doing great. So tell us what uh, Your parents got divorced. I know that was oh, a big, yeah. like, marking okay. moment for you. What okay, exactly yeah. happened in your soul and what began right. that okay, process? Okay, so I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, Gave my heart and soul to Jesus when I was, like, in third grade. Um, I do believe I meant it. I did not need to rededicate anything like that. Fully understood. Um, all of that was good stuff. My parents, uh, so my dad had cheated on my mom, so my parents got divorced. And when he left, me and my mom were really close. But when he left, my sister is six and a half years older than me. And she understood more of what happened, whereas in Eight, at eight years old, you don't know. Like, I didn't understand. Um, and so I um, clung to my dad and my mom and my sister, instead of clinging to either parent, um, turned to drugs and alcohol and partying. So at eight years old, I am now watching my sister spin out, my dad leave, and my mom try to hold it all together. Um, it was a lot to process, but I think um, I wouldn't change a thing now, uh, looking back on it, because I grew up pretty fast. Um, but I'm pretty thankful for it because I matured pretty quickly. 
Um, I help my mom with a lot of things. Um, but I will say that the negative sides to that is going through middle school. So that transition from fifth to sixth grade was extremely hard on me because um, it was another change. Divorce was the first big change for me. Um, and I, so that being my first experience to change was not a good one. So I was like predisposed to think that like any change is negative. So when I went to fifth, like when I went to sixth grade, I, uh, I panicked and um, through years, probably sixth grade, I barely went to school in sixth grade. Um, I did pass, I don't know why, God bless my teachers. Um, seventh grade, eh, like didn't really go still because like for some reason I couldn't keep any food down. Well, what we then like figured out my mom and my dad both like working together, which is awkward because at this point they're divorced. So it's like, ah. And um, so they're taking me to so many doctors like Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. I'm at all these different like stomach doctors. They think there's something like severely wrong. Well, what we figured out was, hey, your kid has anxiety. And she gets that like affects the hormones that are released. Cortisol goes like affects her stomach and she gets sick, so it's hard for her to down food um, when she's like nervous or thinking about, I don't know, at that point it was anything. I could think about eating a hot dog and go throw up. It was awful. And I know that's gross, sorry, I'm getting real. So that happened. Um, when I finally, at that point though, my family is very Southern. I love them, don't get me wrong, I love them. But um, counseling was not an okay thing to do. So you should not have a problem, like that you have to go to like a mental health doctor. Um, and so that was a hard pill for my parents to swallow, especially my mom, because I don't know, you live in the South, you should, y'all all probably know, you know, everything should be okay on the outside, even if it's not on the inside, right? Well, I'm not like that. From a young age, she knew I was not like that. I was gonna tell you how it was. And, um, so they were like, finally my mom was like, okay, well I guess we have to take her to a counselor if she's gonna go to school. So I, you know, you have to go to school or they'll like call the cops or something. So like, I like, I'm serious, they freaking will. We got letters. Um, so like, I uh, went to a counselor. My mom didn't wanna take me, but Thank the Lord she did, and they told my parents, hey, she has anxiety, and this is what triggers it, and I started going to counseling, and they were like, hey, this is how you cope with it, and this is what's going on, and gave me words to communicate with my parents and my peers that like, hey, this is what I'm feeling now. How do I stop it? Or how do I realize it's gonna happen and then like fix the problem? Um, so that was pretty influential, and that helped me a lot going into um, high school. So high school was, all great. Um, I had figured out, got my anxiety under control. At this point, no medicine was involved. I was just um, going strong with learning how to communicate my feelings. What I learned was that I would bottle up everything um, because I felt like I had to have it all together for my mom. Um, not her fault at all, but I felt like if I didn't hold it together, my sister definitely couldn't, and that was apparent. My mom I just started crying, and as a kid, you don't want to see your mom crying, so you're like, oh, I gotta help, I gotta fix it, ah. So that was me. And then my dad, on the other end, I didn't want him to feel bad for leaving. So little old me is trying to hold my whole family together, 
and that is not my responsibility. Um, so that is what drove me, I guess, or really like triggered my anxiety, um, was that I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders and I didn't know how to tell anyone. Um, that has since continued as a struggle. Um, I likely take on a lot of problems that aren't my own. Um, but thankfully through maturing in my faith and healthy relationships, I've learned, you know, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. I'll do what I can, but it's mine. So, um, I love that. I wanted Lauren to share that part because we heard a little bit of Trevor's story last week, which is very similar, but I think yours is different in a little bit of a way. And I wanted, uh, some of the girls to hear that. Tell us a little bit about, uh, so you went through high school, later on in high school, you got in a relationship. I know that was a big part of your life. Tell us, uh, how that happened and what came from it. Yeah, so I dated this guy, dot, dot, dot. So every good story starts. <laughs> right. Uh, so simply put, it wasn't healthy. Um, it was mainly emotionally not healthy. So, like, I just became very dependent on him as my, like, everything. Now, granted, I'm still, I was a Christian at this time, okay? So, like, I should know better. But I'm in high school, and this boy has all my attention, and he's so funny. And so, like... <laughs> You know, oh, I'm funny. It wasn't that funny, I guess. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, so all my attention, all my, like, time, all my, you know, all my, like, emotion, everything went to this kid. Well, um, a year and a half into it, I find out that, you know, he's a, a drug addict of, like, heroin. So, woo. Um, yeah, so is what it is. Find this out. Another change is pretty negative, and I'm like, oh, God, going to panic. How do I do this? Um, so, yeah, long story short, we broke up, um, but I stayed with him for another year because I'm a fixer. We already learned this. So um, I stayed with him for about two and a half years, and I will say I do want to touch on the fact that the fact that we broke up was such a God-ordained thing that, like, nothing else can explain. Um, really quickly, what happened was he went to rehab towards the end of our relationship. And about, so it was about six months before we broke up, okay? He's in rehab. We have no communication, no cell phones, no anything. So I'm living my life. He's doing his thing. Um, Around November, I start to have the worst anxiety since I had since middle school. Like I wasn't being, I wasn't able to eat or sleep. I was crying all the time. I didn't know why, um, but really I knew why. So the Lord had been communicating to me, you know, through all this time, like you need to break up. Like this isn't for you. He's not your husband. Let it go. And I was like, mm, but can we talk about this? And he was like, no, no, no. I need this right now. I need this. And I told him no over and over and over and all I have to say is like it is such a good thing that we have such a loving and like pursuing God um, uh, but really it is it was um, when him and I broke up uh, I basically came in one night having the worst anxiety attack I think I'd ever had my parent my friend's parents had to drive me home because I couldn't drive um, I'm a junior in high school like just losing it and I come in um, my bedroom and I just fall on the floor and I start bawling and I'm like okay Lord you know what you can have him if you're gonna make me choose between him and my health I pick my health and he said okay 
And I'm not kidding you guys, I have never had such peace so quickly. It was unreal. And like, all I have, what I learned from that um, is when you walk in obedience, there's a lot more that opens up for you. Um, It was, at the time, I thought the hardest decision of my life. Well, little did I know it was probably one of the best. Um, It made me, it drove me deeper into like, oh my gosh, this God, this like father figure, like he's solid. Like he like loves me and pursues me even though I told him no for like a year and a half. And like, I've never had that. Like my dad up and left, like, okay. And um, like, whereas you know, I think it's a little bit similar to Mackenzie's story was like, she knew um, all these things about God, but you don't really know until you experience him. And you give him like an opportunity to move in your life. And he, uh, I acted in obedience because he called me to it and he pushed me to it. And I am so, so thankful. And uh, he showed faithful and it was freaking great. (laughs) I love that. Lauren, I, I, um, that was the main thing that I wanted you get. Well, you could hear a lot, but when she told me that, I thought, wow, our people need to hear that. When you walk in obedience, like so many other things open up for you and so many other things fall into place when you simply obey what God is telling you to do. And, uh, Lord, I'm, I'm grateful you did. I'm grateful you did. And so uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. And I want to, uh, can I pray for you? I want to pray over you and uh, then we'll get into the teaching. God, thank you. Thank you for Lauren. Thank you for uh, her story. Thank you for what you've done in her life. Thank you for how you've transformed her heart. And God, I thank you that you are a father to her. You are a father to us. And uh, Lord, even when we run away, you run after us. And I thank you that you've done that. God, I ask that you would use her story to minister to girls uh, all over the place that are walking through the same thing. And even guys, God, would you use her story and would you elevate it so that more people can hear it? And so your glory could be spread. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.